Hello listeners, I am Krishna with Hindu Lit, a podcast on Indian literature, mythologies and history. Today's episode is on the Isha Upanishad. The Isha Upanishad says that the Lord, supreme being or supreme reality is in the heart of all. It doesn't clearly distinguish who or what the all are, but it can be taken to mean any living being or even an inanimate object. It is generally believed that to know God or this supreme reality and feel its existence, a goal for the spiritualist, is to experience a state of bliss. The Isha encourages us to pursue this bliss and rejoice in it through renunciation. Why renunciation? The practice of non-attachment to material objects or pursuits is often encouraged in Eastern spiritual practices and perhaps even some Western ones. Monks, sannyasis, nuns and other practitioners follow some version of renunciation. To renounce material desires and objects is to give them up voluntarily, without compulsion. Renunciation does not mean suppressing desires, but rather letting go of them. This is an important distinction. Renunciation is not suppressing desire, but letting them go. It is important that if you choose to adopt the pursuit of renunciation of some part of your life, that you are making a decision to stop indulging in this part of your life of your own accord, and because you now believe that this aspect of your life is to your detriment in some manner. Don't follow this path if you feel that you must do so out of some external pressure. If your parent, spouse or society has created a compulsion to renounce something that you actually don't want to renounce, then it probably isn't going to happen anyway and you are likely to just toil in a state of guilt and dissatisfaction. The Isha Upanishad says that if we abandon attachment, we will live a hundred years. In the mystical sense, some people might believe that the act of renunciation might recharge your spiritual or supernatural energy and even strengthen it. Perhaps a more earthly way of looking at it is that the practices that are often recommended for renunciations are ones that tend to bring toxicity into your life, whether it is alcohol, drugs, overconsumption of food, overindulgence in sexual desires, and even otherwise benign practices that due to your particular application might be taking you away from a myriad of responsibilities. This does not mean that you never partake in the aforementioned activities, but that you exercise a modicum of self-control in how you participate in these activities and the role they play in your larger life. The Isha then states that those who deny the supreme being or supreme reality, which it terms the self, are destined to be born again, to toil on the earth. There are several themes here. What does it mean to toil on earth? It is generally advised that one achieves everlasting bliss when they realize God or realize their oneness with the universe. 
When one achieves this realization, and here the term realization is used in the context of God-realization or enlightenment, they will feel an everlasting bliss, a sort of elated sense of contentment and oneness with nature that is unmatched by any earthly pleasures. The Isha dictates several stanzas waxing poetically about the greatness of the Supreme Reality. Here are a few proposals from this Upanishad as written by Eknath Ishwaran. The self is one ever still, the self is swifter than thought, swifter than the senses, though motionless he outruns all pursuit, without the self never could life exist. The self seems to move but is ever still, he seems far away but is ever near, he is within all and he transcends all. The Isha tries to convey the point that the Supreme Being is within and without. It is far and it is near. It goes on to tell us that those of us who see all creatures in themselves and themselves in all creatures will know no grief nor fear. This pantheistic prose may be viewed today in an evolutionary sense. Living beings, after all, including humans, animals and plants, are siblings several generations removed. The Isha concludes with a prayer, asking for us to be joined with the Supreme Reality or the Universal Energy, thus becoming immortal. It continues that upon death, when our body is burnt to ashes, cremation is common for the dead in India, it wishes that we meditate on the Brahman. That ends this week's podcast on Hindu Lit. Join us again next time for another episode on Indian literature, mythologies and history. Thank you.